Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brown Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Prashank. And I'm your host, Andres. Today is a brand new Monday, February 12th, 2024. Andres, how are you, man? I am doing well, you know, nice weather for the past couple of days over here. So it felt nice that I didn't have to wear my winter jacket, my winter jacket, able to get some of like fresh air and also help that it was sunny because sometimes it's nice weather, but it's gray. So it's still like, Meh. but this time it was like nice weather and still like a little bit sunny. So it felt nice to be outside open the window so that some fresh air can come in without the heaters going like all on me and turning on like to high levels so it's going well so far except that now temperatures seem to be dropping so that's not exciting how about you Richard? how are you doing yeah pretty good absolutely you know in toronto was very warm last week it was like plus 14 degrees and broke lots of weather records which yeah for climate change is pretty scary but you know what I'm loving this warm winter we're having. I can't complain at all. And it was pretty nice because, you know, my parents were in town visiting. My grandma was in town visiting. My brother was visiting. So it was just a lot of fun and warm weather. I actually got to show them around Toronto and just enjoy time out here. So not a bad week at all. Oh, that's amazing, Rochelle. So tell us, what did you learn this past week? So this past week, I guess, well, before I get into that, it is Valentine's Day in a couple of days. So if anyone's celebrating Valentine's Day or Singles Day, whatever it is, you know, just happy Valentine's Day, I guess, February 14th. Enjoy how you can. But getting back into swing of things this week. So obviously, you know, spoiler alert, we are talking about the Super Bowl and one of the big storylines of this, you know, was Taylor Swift and something that I, you know, kind of knew but i didn't know the whole story and i kind of learned why she's re-recording all of her you know albums is because so when she first started you know making songs uh, her you know previous albums were actually i guess the rights to those albums were acquired by scooter braun with who we all know and you know, obviously that meant she didn't any own any of her work, which obviously she found distressing. So then recently she, in the last little bit, she's been, you know, re-recording all of her albums and relaunching her initial six albums as Taylor's version, which is nice because then it means she actually owns her album, which is good. Like, you know, whether you like Taylor or not, I think if you if you work hard at something, it should be yours. That makes sense to me. But then just learning why she's doing that, I like, you know, it It was, it's been pretty messy online with a lot of, like, Taylor stands going at Scooter and whoever else was involved in that. For me, I, I don't really partake in those kind of, like, celebrity feuds. Nonetheless, for her to do that is pretty amazing. Um, I think she's already re-recorded a couple, three or four, uh, three albums, I think, and she has a couple more left to complete the whole whole series so i think a lot of fans have been going crazy over taylor and her albums even though the songs have been out before now it's more of her work so people are showing her a lot more support and that's one of the reasons why a lot of her you know concerts and tours these days have been packed jam-packed you can't find spot available just because the support that you know her fans are showing taylor so pretty neat pretty interesting um just on on under like 
copyrights and everything. Yeah, it's very interesting that artists do not own their songs on like if they are part of a label and things like that. So yeah, I supported Taylor throughout the re-recording process and everything. And honestly, some of the songs they they do have a different vibe or like they do sound different uh, in their re-recordings. And I appreciate that because you know uh, in the music. Uh, production industry uh, there's changes like there has to be a compromise right between the artist and the producer and now it's Taylor is showing how she truly wanted to produce her songs which is also nice to see yeah it's pretty interesting so good for her for, you know for doing this because obviously it's not hard I mean sorry it's not easy to do everything it makes it easier when it's the same songs but nonetheless good on her for taking the ownership and you know, doing what she can to keep her own things her own. Yeah, well, it's also, like, a lot of effort, right? Mm -hmm. So, How about you, Andres? What did you learn this past week? What did I learn this past week? Um, This past week, I learned... uh, Oh, yeah, I learned why... um, why in Montreal a lot of the streets have a saint on them. So, or throughout Quebec, but in Montreal generally. Uh, so, as you know, Brishank, and maybe our listeners don't know, but a lot of the streets over in Montreal, they are saint someone, saint someone, um, all throughout uh, the city. And so, for some of them, it's because they are for specific saints because Quebec was founded as a Catholic um, as a Catholic territory like it was French so they really brought their Catholicism here and it had to be reflected everywhere uh, so part of some of the streets it sounds like they are truly named after that specific saint which makes sense but interestingly one of the main streets in Montreal, uh, which seems also to be the core of downtown Montreal. It's uh, Saint Catherine, uh, so Saint Catherine's, which literally it is the heart of downtown. Mostly, uh, it spans all of it, like literally goes east to west. A pretty big span. The gay village passes through it. The downtown business center passes through it, and um, and then it goes out into the west where it meets Westmount. So pretty big street. I think it runs 11 kilometers long. Uh, pretty street. Uh, but apparently it is not named after St. Catherine. Uh, apparently it's named after a Catherine. People don't know sometimes which Catherine it is. But in order to make it uh, fit the Catholicism of it and the vibe of it, um, of like the city and keeping up with this naming of the streets uh that's they put sand in front of it so that's why it's called Rue Saint Catherine uh which I found interesting I always thought there was like probably to a saint named Catherine but apparently not apparently it has to do like there's nobody truly knows who Catherine is <laughs> in that street that's pretty funny it is so so who wonders there might be some streets that actually are for those saints but at least in Catherine from what I watch and what like little like scheming research I did, nobody truly knows who Saint Catherine is. 
Love it. So yeah, so that is what I learned. So moving on to our topic, you alluded to it in the intro, Rishiang. So the Super Bowl, um, big event over in the United States that has some global outreach. Um, so yeah, it happened <laughs> in Las Vegas. Uh, out of all places, first Super Bowl to take place in Las Vegas. Um, so that's already a very big one first, I guess, because now the the Raiders play there, right? They yeah, do play the there. Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders play there. The Las Vegas Raiders. I remember when they were in Oakland. Uh, so anyway, so first there, and it was between the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, the good old San Francisco 49ers. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I think, first of all, I mean, it was a matchup that a lot of people, you know, did not want. I mean, I know Kansas City fans wanted it, San Francisco 49ers fans wanted it, but the rest of the football world and the sports world did not want this. And I'm, I don't know about you, Andres, but me being a Seahawks fan, you know, obviously I hate the 49ers. <laughs> the Chiefs, like, come on, they've already won it a couple times in the last three, four years, so we didn't want to see them back in it, but... Nonetheless, the Lions and the Ravens couldn't capitalize a couple weeks ago, so it had to be the Niners versus the Chiefs. It, it is what it is. Honestly, part of me, I'm just like, I mean, I'm not, I don't follow football that that much, but I'm like aware of kind of like what's happening. So I'm just like, you know, if the Lions make it, like it will already be a good Super Bowl just because the Lions made it. Like when was the last time someone heard about the Detroit Lions making it that far? Mm -hmm. right so it would have been nice to see them um to see them over in the super bowl and the ravens me personally i do not i'm not a big fan of the ravens but that's just because they have defeated the patriots a couple of times in big matches so uh i do not like them that much um but come on andres did you really want a 49ers and chiefs uh, not particularly. I think the Chiefs, like you said, like they they've been pretty prominent in the past past couple of years, so they've been up, up out there. But um, yeah, no, and the 49ers, same. They've been up front a couple of times in the past. Like they've been pretty uh, visible in the past couple of years. So uh, no, I think uh, I think I wanted to see. Sometimes it's nice to see some of the underdogs come through uh, in those uh, in those matches. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, going back again, uh, I saw so many memes leading up to the Super Bowl about how, you know, the only people cheering for these this matchup was San Francisco fans, Kansas City fans, and the rest of the world or rest of America, I guess, wanted, we're going to skip it. But obviously, you know, a lot of people still watch it because in attendance there was over 60,000 people that attended and then I think in the Nielsen ratings uh, I saw that just alone in the US TV viewership was over 120 million so obviously no matter how much you might hate the 49ers or the Chiefs you still tuned in I feel like oh yeah there was huge viewership I was reading I don't know if it's correct but it was in like uh yeah viewership globally i think or in the states i don't know which one it was almost it was the only other event that was higher than it was like i think it was the moon landing or like when the rocket ship went out uh so that explains kind of like the reach that 
this year's Super Bowl had. I know at least from back home, everyone, well, back home, either people, for some reason, they root for the Miami Dolphins. I think that's just the boomer generation. Uh, the Cowboys or the 49ers. Those seem to be the three big teams back in Mexico. So a lot of people, a lot of some people that I follow on social media and some kind of like classmates from middle school, high school, uh, I just kept on seeing and a lot of people were cheering, for, of course, for the 49ers back home. That's pretty interesting. I know. I don't know why, but there seems to be a big 49er fan base down in, um, down in Mexico. Maybe it's a proximity, but even then, like... It could be. I think I think also probably a lot of it might have to be with just kind of like a lot of the teams, I would say, because even with the Dallas Cowboys, I think it's more of like a generational thing. Mm-hmm. And like maybe family living in those areas that they come back to Mexico and visit. So there's like a little bit more, I would say that one, like you said, the proximity of it, but also probably generationally, the Dallas Cowboys, the 49ers, when my where our parents my parents were growing up and like if their parents were watching football or were involved in football or something like that uh those were the teams that were kind of like mentioned same with the miami dolphins so it might be just be a generational thing that keep uh that people just keep on passing on that makes sense so yeah so big event um it was sad to hear that tiesta couldn't dj live uh, because of a family emergency. So hopefully everything is okay. But Cascade stepped in. And he was a DJ that was, you know, putting some beats out there live in the stadium. Which is also crazy because Cascade was performing in Montreal. I'm pretty sure either the weekend before or that same, fr- I think on Friday. He was performing over here in Igloo Fest. So he went from here to Las Vegas. Yeah, that, I saw that last minute, and it's pretty crazy that, you know, he was out there. I know a lot of people weren't too happy, but that's because, you know, they expect more of that pop genre or that country genre to perform at NFL games. But nonetheless, I enjoyed Cascade being out there. Yeah, it's like, you know, it brings a little bit more environment than just having, you know, random music playing. Uh, but anyway, so that was that. And also, Brusheng, Big First, Nickelodeon also streamed. <laughs> also broadcasted the Super Bowl. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. And I know a lot of people actually enjoyed the Nickelodeon one. And I know they did a pretty. I saw a couple of clips where, you know, they would explain to the kids what was happening with different, you know, flags or different plays. And it was pretty interesting how they did that. I guess just trying to, you know, outreach to a broader audience. I know. I loved it. I wish I would have watched the Nickelodeon uh, broadcast rather than the regular CBS one uh, because it seemed like the videos are fantastic and I was already expecting a lot of it because uh, I don't know if you remember the episode like everything seemed to be probably based on this episode of Spongebob <laughs> in which Spongebob and Bikini Bottom performs in the halftime show yes, yeah. uh, that is a show and there's so it has been a video that has circulated the internet for so so many years and I think it truly calls on to our generation. And we love that uh, that episode of SpongeBob. So I think it might have just been to that. And like maybe just a possibility, you know, that now with the sphere in Las Vegas, seemed that it could be possible because basically 
to just give a quick rundown, uh, SpongeBob at Bikini Bottom get up into the field in this big bubble because they need to be underwater, right? So it, I think it's just impossible now that the like the sphere is in Vegas to make something like that happen. Um, but it was amazing. And yeah, the videos are incredible. Honestly, it is a gem. Uh, seeing kind of like, I think they perform, Spongebob and everyone perform at the beginning of the Super Bowl. And honestly, it is, I think, what everyone was asking for. Um, and yeah, there was one moment, I don't know if you know the moment with Dora Brishank. Uh, which one was that? Because the one I saw with Dora was when she wasn't explaining the flag, I believe. Okay, so yeah, she does explain, Dora the Explorer does explain, I think, the flag. She explains holding. But then there's one that she literally says, like, uh, who needs a map? Who needs a map to the touchdown area? And I yeah. think that was in the middle where nothing was happening. Because let's be real, uh, this game was all right. Hasn't been the best. In my opinion, it hasn't been really been a like one of the big Super Bowl matches out there. Um, it was good towards the beginning, but it wasn't good because they were playing good. It was good because and interesting because of all the mistakes that were happening in the first quarter uh, from both teams. And then it got interesting towards the end because it started getting a little bit tight. Uh, so, but yeah, Dora said that. <laughs> like Kind of like in a certain way sassying the teams. Like, do you need to know where to go? Yeah, that that was pretty funny. I'm sure the kids also. I mean, I don't. I I don't know if they fully understand it, but I'm sure some of the older kids, and especially like you know, I feel like a lot of, and we'll probably touch up on this a little bit later. But a lot of the NFLs around catered around people our age, right? Because you can especially see it with the advertisement where a lot of the commercials were nostalgic based. So even then, I think a lot of people our age even tuned into the Nickelodeon version. Probably. I know a lot of friends were looking forward to it. And, you know, they had, like, the actual people hosting. And they were interacting with SpongeBob and Patrick. Uh, so that was fun to see. And then they also made the fish versions or, like, uh, underwater sea creature version of so many celebrities. And honestly, spot on. Loved it so much. So, honestly, I think Nickelodeon should continue to do that. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll just, you know, like we said, it'll they continue to look for new fans. So and it's not it's not a honestly, it's a really good way to do that. Exactly. So Brishank, I already touched a little bit on my opinion of overall of the match. What was your opinion? I think overall I mean, going back, it was a matchup that we didn't want, but I still end up watching it for the first couple, three three quarters. It was so so, you know, it was kind of a a defensive slugfest, and for people that wanted a high-scoring affair, it wasn't that. It went that way. I didn't mind it, but it was still at the times it was like, ah, oh, it's kind of you know both teams were playing pretty sloppily. There was a lot of fumbles, a lot of misplays, but then fourth quarter happened, and then you know it went. It everyone tuned in, and then by the time it went to overtime, it was even crazier. So overall, not not a bad game, but it got a lot better by the end. Um, but obviously I would have preferred for the Seahawks to be there, but nonetheless, for us, <laughs> for us neutrals, it was like, yeah, okay, it's done. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you summed it up correctly. Like towards the end, they started giving the game that everyone expects. 
which is a little bit more competitive and a little bit more on the high scoring end. Um, yeah, and then the overtime, there was a moment that I'm just like, you know, uh, it was possession for the Chiefs and uh, uh, the 49ers had already scored their field goal. And I'm just like, if the Chiefs lose it here and everything just got decided by this field goal that happened, I don't know how many minutes ago, this will be a terrible ending to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, no. So I was glad that the Chiefs kept the Chiefs kept on pushing, and I would say the last touchdown it wasn't like an exciting touchdown, so that was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's still good, but it wasn't like whoa, like an impressive like oh my god they just won type of touchdown. Yeah, I remember texting you like during during when it happened, and it was kind of anticlimactic when I like watch. I'm like, oh okay, that's it. Like I think because a lot of us were expecting the Chiefs to win it. You know, Patrick Mahomes was just been that good recently but like you said the ending was just like oh okay it's done (laughs) yeah exactly like it's just like it felt like a touchdown that would have happened during regular time yep right um it didn't feel like and i feel like it's because we i think i don't know about you but for me i've expected out of the super bowl like these incredible plays that either you know everyone is on the scramble like on the scrum and then you just push 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 and then it's a touchdown that way or this big long plays right i will never like expect that play to be like oh my god super exciting in the super bowl Mm -hmm. yep but i'm personally i'm happy that the chiefs won because i was supporting the chiefs because I like to go against almost everyone while, uh, that I know of. And many of the people I know were supporting the 49ers. So I'm always happy to say, I told you so. Yeah. Um, overall, I think a lot of it was, I don't know. I, like, truly, I don't know how to feel about the whole game. It was fun to watch. But I think, you know, it was just like, oh, we're ready for the next season already, even though it just ended <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it did feel like that. It was just dragging and dragging on. But that's it. So that's our overall thoughts on the game. So, Prashank, most people also tune in because of the halftime show. It is a staple um, that the halftime show is this, you know, huge performance. And first of all, I'm pretty sure it changed last year. Don't remember when it changed. But it went from... This is, I think, the first year I noticed that he went from the Pepsi halftime show to the Apple Music halftime show. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know when the change happened. I think it happened last year with Riri, but I cannot tell you because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure either, but I think overall, I guess you tell me your thoughts this time first. What were your thoughts on the halftime show? Well, halftime show, first of all, it's Usher. So... um. In this, like, with Usher, and, I mean, uh, Usher, it's, like, for a certain audience, first of all, right? Like, it's still a broad audience, but it's not the same audience reach that you will have with some of the past uh, performers, like, last year, Rihanna, um, or with Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Madonna, Beyonce, you know, like, this reach that like they have big big audiences i'm sure i think it's a little bit more catered uh to a certain audience right because rmb um so not everybody listens to that and also 
very honestly very heavy toward a millennial crowd uh honestly if you were to ask gen Zers about usher they might know a couple of songs but it will be towards the like the latest of his music um so overall i liked it just because of knowing how usher performs and just this nostalgia that came to listening to some of these songs uh right and i did enjoy seeing alicia keys Lil John, who would have expected to see Lil John in the Super Bowl, Ludacris, right? So it was nostalgic in a way. But in terms of performance for the Super Bowl and performance in Las Vegas, which is like the city of performance, basically, and showmanship and shows, um, I think it was a little bit okay. It was a little bit, I think, for the audience in the stadium it probably didn't read as well as it did for everyone watching at home. Yeah, I kind of felt the same. It was, you know, I think the first half, I thought it was so-so, but then after Ludacris came out, I think that's when a lot of people already was like, hey, Luda, Luda, right? Yeah. That's kind of how I felt when at the first, it was like, yeah, this is okay. Like, is it going to get better? Is he going to bring... I know a lot of people... We're hoping he might bring Justin Bieber out um, or something like that. But for a lot of us, when Luda came, Chris came out, we're like, oh, that's really exciting. But overall, I think it was just kind of meh. It wasn't that exciting. It, it wasn't that performative. It was just like, okay, he's doing his stuff. Like, let's just move on. Yeah, like you could see because like I know he recently had his Vegas residency. And you can see this showmanship, right? Like and the performance that you would put for a residency, right? But it's not the same performing at a residency level in Las Vegas, which is like, first of all, it's an enclosed space and you have limited space, right? Mm -hmm. To performing in a stadium. Um, so I, from like, like I said, like watching it from home, you could see up close his dance moves and how he moves and everything, which still like, he still got it. Uh, there's no denying that. But for someone sitting up, uh, you know, in the stadium far, far away, like you don't get to see that unless you're like like you're only seeing it through the TVs at the stadium, right? You're not seeing seeing that much out of the actual performance as he's putting on or listening to him. So mm. I think in that sense, it was a little bit of like ah, uh, you play like he played well to the viewers at home, but I don't know if he did that much uh for the peop the like the people attending the Super Bowl in person. Yeah, I, I agree. It was just, I think, could it, was it bad? Not necessarily, but could it have been better? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Like, it could have been better. But, yeah, I think, I think, it, like, it comes to that, like, how much do you get for, like, performance versus kind of, like, staying authentic to yourself. And I think there's a balance that artists have to strike uh, mm -hmm. in there. And, like, talking honestly i think there's some artists that are fantastic but they're just uh they're not able to put the that level of that that big of a performance for uh for such a big uh for such a big event it does require a little bit more uh, for things like that so yep yep i i agree with you i guess you know we'll see who it's going to be next year but i feel like you know, going back to what I said earlier, the NFL is really trying to find like a niche audience to market to. And I think it's going to be that 
25 to you know 40 range so i'm guessing the trend will not I the trend will continue, so it'll probably be someone from our childhood as they try to like you know grab our attention for more years to come. I will. I think so. I mean, it's exciting next year. I think it's New Orleans, so that's like you already know it's going to be a fun time because it's New Orleans. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see who the halftime show is for next year. Part of me was happy, uh, but as like the performance went on, and first I saw Alicia Keys, and then. I forget her name, HCR, uh, for like the guitar, like the one playing the guitar. Uh, I'm just like, he's not going to bring out, uh, Justin is not going to appear. Like this seems to be really R&B artist, uh, black artist. He's not going to bring, uh, he's not bringing out Justin Bieber. Yeah. yeah. That's the moment I really like, because I think everyone was expecting it, like you said, but I think. Uh, after that moment, after uh, he brought out the like the girl playing the guitar, it, I think it's HVR. Uh, her. Um, I, that's when I realized there's no Justin here, which I think honestly it's okay. I think Justin could put his own show, but yeah, will they ever bring Justin? Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I guess. Um, and then so outside the halftime show, Andres, another big thing a lot of people tuned in for was commercials. I don't know if you watched the, you know, American. Um, stream or the Canadian ones, but the streams this year was just as disappointing. Um, I watched the Canadian streaming, um, but there were a couple. I think this time they did bring a couple of the American, um, the American um, ads into the Canadian stream. Some of them made it through. Um, so. Yeah, but I was what I was hearing, yeah, it was the same, like you said, like the ads were okay. <laughs> they were not fantastic. Um, and everyone just keep on keeps on talking about this Christian Jesus ad that I haven't seen. I just seen memes about it. So did you see that or do you know what that's about, Bridging? Is that the same? I don't know if it's that one, but I did see one for like Israel or Jewish people. I don't know if that's the same one. There was one for Jewish people. I saw that one. Uh- um, no, this one is something about Jesus. Okay, yeah, I, I think I read that online, but I haven't seen it, so maybe I'll have to go back and watch it. But, I mean, that just tells you how bad the ads were this year, right? There's no memorable ones except for these random ones that popped up. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say the one from Uber Eats, if it's the same that got uh, streamed on the American version as it did on the Canadian version, I particularly enjoyed the Uber Eats ad. It was actually pretty funny. Is that the one with David Schumer um, and Jennifer Hansen? Yeah, it's David Schumer. And so I think Uber, like for a regular campaign, they broke it down into many different ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a Jennifer Aniston with uh, David Schumer and then David Beckham with Victoria Beckham. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there was the... Uh, there's like this uh, boss with someone. I recognize the person. It's Keith from Smosh. <laughs> That's how I recognize him as. Uh, but yeah, it's that ad. And I found that ad pretty funny in a certain way. Uh, because everyone forgets about Ross sometimes. <laughs> or who Ross was played with. for, Like played by. And I enjoy... Well, because the David Beckham and Victoria Beckham had already been a meme for a bit. So kind of like that was funny to watch. And as well, them going through all the spices, trying to remember which group Victoria Beckham was part of. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think the other one that I remember is also the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. I don't know if you saw that one on the Canadian stream, but that was 
I think it was a State Farm one, um, and it was pretty funny. But overall, I think you know, again, a lot of the like I noticed a lot of the commercials again going back to nostalgic. They're using Arnold or like some of the other ones, like even the Uber Eats one, right? You, using Ross and Rachel from Friends, um, or even some of the other ones where it's like, oh, with a throwback to our childhood or throwback to our uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. So I think the commercials and advertisers really know how to like captivate people. I don't know if people were captivated, but on the fact like it caught your eye when you saw Ross and Rachel or you know. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger on your screen. Yeah, no, they do have an effect on people, and they know, like, they know that now they have to transition um, from advertising to the older generation and start advertising more heavily towards millennials. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of it pretty fun and like interesting and nostalgic but some of the ones you know like you mentioned i think there's there's a lot of tumu ads this time around as well which i think a lot of people got annoyed with because i don't like i know i've seen two tumu for so like so many advertisements in the past especially like a year but i don't know that anyone that uses Timu still so i know they're really trying to push out there and i think um kennedy had his really weird um Pad like I don't know how to describe it. He's like so Kennedy by Kennedy. I mean RFK Jr. Robert Kennedy Jr. And he tried to like show that he was still part of like he's still part of the Kennedy family and all this other you know stuff. And it was really weird. I don't know if you saw that one, but it was just one of the weirdest ads I've seen. No, I didn't see it. But man, just yeah, just weird stuff. Um. And some some ads that I'm just like, mm, I understand paying for an ad on the Super Bowl, but really should be considered what is being played as an ad in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I, you know, I saw this article on USA Today that said, um, "Best 2024 Super Bowl commercials, all 59 ranked according to USA Today ad meter." You know, number one was that State Farm with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Number two was the Dunkin', um, Dunkin' Donut one. and then Yeah, with J-Lo and Ben Affleck. And and Tom Brady was also part of it. Yep, and then number three was a Kia Perfect 10. But then I scrolled down to the bottom just to see what was number 59, and it was the Robert F. Kennedy's campaign. Uh, of course. he He's the Lulu, like the Gen Sears will say. <laughs> So it's pretty funny. But overall, I think, you know, the commercials, I mean, I've seen better ones in the past. Like, you know, there's some been some amazing ones in the past that we still remember to today. Like, Andres, I don't know if you remember, but the Budweiser commercials from back in the day, not even that, back in far, they were amazing. So some of those more memorable ones were out there. But again, it was one of those things like, okay, commercials, let's get it over with. Yeah, that's true. But overall, they were there. They're part of the Super Bowl. It's part of the experience, I suppose, as well as part of the experience is celebrity watching and seeing who's out there <laughs> watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. And good thing, I think it was during the Super Bowl that B, aka Queen B, aka Beyonce, announced that. She's going to release a, another album, which got everyone excited. 
I did see that as well. Um, so it'll be. I'm don't listen to too much of her music, but I know a lot of her fans um, are excited. So yeah, that was. I did see that as well. Yeah, I think it's more on the country side. So I guess country will see a renaissance <laughs> because of Queen B. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, that's one of the things I saw this um, ad on. It was either Instagram or else, maybe YouTube, but it was a like a, a country duet, and it had an African American like main leader and which i haven't seen too much maybe that's because i don't delve into country too too much but most of the country music i've heard in my past is you know primarily from white american or canadian folks so i think it's, it's gonna be interesting to see if you know country does have indeed this change in i guess its demographics it could be we shall see what happens it's but that's yeah that was also some news coming out of the Super Bowl. Absolutely. So, Andres, with that, any final words, any wrap-up? What, 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 what are your overall thoughts on you know, the Super Bowl and the festivities around there, commercials, halftime show, and everything that happened? I think, overall, I wouldn't say it's the worst Super Bowl, but I wouldn't put it up there. It was an okay, all right uh, Super Bowl. Let's say I watched it by myself. But if you were with friends, it was a type of Super Bowl that you could have a conversation and you wouldn't really be missing that much. You will be able to catch up pretty fast. <laughs> so um, because there were not a lot of things going on. <laughs> so uh, overall, it wasn't all right. I think it was all right overall. It was an average game. Um, I think maybe some games throughout the season were more exciting than the Super Bowl. So um yeah, I just, I think middle of the road. Those will be my final thoughts on it. How about you, Brishank? Yeah, I think overall, it for the game, for the sport of NFL, I guess, it cemented and continues to cement Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Coach Andy Reid as one of the better duos. Like, they're already, you know, they're on their way of matching Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, which I know you don't like hearing, but they're, you know, he's still really young. I learned that he's 28, which is younger than me. Um, and he's already had three championships, three Super Bowl MVPs. So for the sport, I think it's really good. But everything else-wise, you know, the matchup overall, the halftime show, the commercials, everything around it was just kind of a, eh, it was, it's here, it's over, okay, let's move on, you know. Uh, I think that's just my thoughts on it, obviously. It was kind of a, like, okay, we got to the Super Bowl, begrudgingly, now it's over, let's move on to next season already. And I know... Obviously, you know, if you're a San Francisco fan, you can't wait to get to next season. If you're a Kansas City fan, you're going to savor this moment and hopefully pray for many more. And you know what? With the way Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are playing down in Kansas City, it, you might be looking at another championship next year. Exactly. Who knows? They are a very powerful team. And, I mean, this is, one, this is two in a row uh, and three in the past five years. So it truly kind of like shows how the Chiefs are doing. So I think we could expect to see a little bit more about uh, from Chiefs. But yeah, we'll just wait to see what next season brings on. Absolutely. So Andres, what are you looking forward to for the upcoming week? Uh, for the upcoming week, what am I looking forward to? Uh, honestly, I, I want to get into uh, making puzzles again. So I think I'm looking forward to uh, to that and playing a little bit more of my Switch. I've been playing Mario Kart recently, so I'm looking forward to that. 
uh, not really looking forward into that much more because uh, I realized that this Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Ash Wednesday is a Catholic thing and it's the beginning of Lent and we're supposed to give up something. So uh, for 40 days. So not looking forward to that. It's one of those guilty Catholic things that I keep on doing in my life. <laughs> so uh, that's the power that it holds on me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, not looking, not, it's not that I'm not looking forward to, towards land, but it's just this entire thing that I have to, in a certain way, look back at my conscience and make sure that I'm following and being a good person. Um, and it's happening way too early. I did not realize until like a friend told me. So that's what's going on for this week. How would you be sharing? What are you looking forward for this week? So this week it is the NBA All-Star Weekend, so I'm looking forward to that, really. I think, you know, I'm in, involved in a couple fantasy leagues, so having a couple days break, having not worry about setting fantasy lineups is always nice, but watching that NBA All-Star Weekend, although, you know, it is getting more boring these days, it's still a fun time. NBA is always a fun time, you know, when you see all the best players come together and put on a show, so looking forward to that. And just enjoying the somewhat nice weather we're having. It's not that warm as last week, but still not too cold. It's supposed to snow a couple of days, but I think it won't. It probably won't stick around too much. So, just enjoying everything that's happening. Oh, that's amazing, Rushang. I'm jealous that you have nice weather over here. It's getting cold. <laughs> well, let's hope that. I I did see that when they you know fill the groundhog out in Philadelphia was it or wherever he said. There's not going to be six more weeks of winter, so maybe that's a good sign. <laughs> that's apparently, yeah, it's apparently early spring. That's what the good old groundhog said. So hopefully that comes true. Let's see. I do not know if I can trust a groundhog. <laughs> and being able to see or not his shadow. <laughs> so uh, but that's about it. So we're seeing, where can our listeners reach out to us? So, like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or probably stuff, you can always reach out to us on our Instagram page, To Average Rambles Podcast, or hit us up on our personal pages. Talk to us about the Super Bowl, what your thoughts were on halftime show, the commercials, the game itself, you know, the events leading up to it, or your thoughts on the NFL, or if you didn't watch it, why you didn't watch it. And, the, sorry, the other thing that we really didn't get into was the whole, you know, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift thing, but I know a lot of people watch football for the first time this time so if you watch it because of you know that whole side let us know exactly uh let us know your thoughts about the super bowl and everything and maybe let us know your predictions for next year uh, it might be too early to call but you never know uh other than that thanks for tuning in to a new for to another episode of the two hours framework podcast and we can't wait to catch up with you again next Monday with a brand new episode. Until then, bye. See ya.